And you never really had an answer for that, you know what I'm saying? Except for you were better off without me around. Welcome to Far More Talk. This is episode 163, December 8th, 2019, with your host, Mid Thank you all for listening. Been a long day hanging out with Nathan Turney, son of Frank Turney. Got to see a little bit more of who Frank was. Got to hear some stories. As always, sometimes when that record button hits, a lot, not a lot can be said. It's harder sometimes. Found out a lot before we recorded, after we recorded, and during. You know, a lot of times when we meet people in their life, they can be positive influences on us. and We don't know some of what they came from and what what relationships they hurt. While Frank was awesome to me, with me, for a small period of time, granted. What? Over 10 years knowing him? His son said he wasn't a good dad. Wasn't a bad dad. He wasn't a dad. Didn't have a good model for a father himself. He tells Nathan in their conversations later that it was a better thing that he didn't have Frank around. I guess you gotta believe that, right? If that's what someone's saying, I just have such a hard time believing it. I never saw any bad intention. Maybe he could have been helped being a better father. I don't know. Nathan's up this weekend, taking care of Frank's things, cleaning up the house. It's going through a lot of things there. and it, it, Just making decisions on what someone's life is. Right? What are you going to be remembered by? Frank left his mark. So left his mark. Two big things I'm taking away from this. There are some ill effects of cannabis. A hard time breathing in the end. Would it have been the same without cannabis? Probably not. He stopped smoking there at the end. He was not smoking. He was making decisions not to smoke. It was hurting. Make decisions early in your life. It's good to be a young man. Somewhere along the line, it's going to catch up to you. It goes for me as well. I like my flower. I seek other alternatives. Second big thing, take care of your things. You be the one to decide what you get rid of and what you keep. Not have to let your kids worry about that kind of thing. You never know when you're going. There's always tomorrow, right? Always tomorrow. Until there isn't. Longer than normal. Thank you to all the sponsors. Alaskan Blooms. Aurora Apothecary. Chena Cannabis. Prison Farms. Green Dreams Cultivation. Thank you guys. Lost a good friend. A lot of us did. Thank you Frank for being you. When I needed you. When the people fear their government. They're a tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. Sorry hurt in other places. Frank Turney, born January 15, 1947, died November 20th, 2019. Well, it's a rainy night in Paris, and I'm sitting by the Seine. It's a pleasure to be soaking in 
Come on down to Alaskan Blooms for the finest cannabis in Alaska. We've got deals going all week to show appreciation to our wonderful customers just like you. Firstly, all week long if you spend 50 or more dollars, we'll take $5 off of your purchase of our brand new Alaskan Blooms t-shirts. On Monday, we've got a special deal on Petrichor infused cold brew coffee. Buy two or more for just $12 each. This Turpy Tuesday, come check out our wide assortment of Red Run products. Everything made by Red Run is 10% off. From hash aids and diamonds to pre-rolls and cartridges, we've got Red Run products for every budget. On Wednesday, we'll be highlighting Cali Kush grown by AK Beastie Buds. Try it out in bulk for $9 a gram or half gram pre-roll two packs for $9. We're keeping the flower deals rolling on Thursday when you can grab an eighth of select house strains for just $30. On Fire Eater Friday, any product made by Fire Eater is 10% off. Whether it's marshmallows, hard candy, or soda, there's something there to take care of that sweet tooth. Make sure to swing by on Saturday for a sweet deal on Baked Alaska Cookies. Sample their selection of cookies for $10 for a two-pack or $20 for a pack of five. Finally, CBD Sunday is the perfect time to try our wide assortment of CBD products. Purchase any CBD product and save 10%. We'll also take 20% off if you get two CBD products. Buy any three or more CBD products and we'll save you 30%. We can't wait to see you. Eight AM to midnight, twenty-four forty-three R Villa Street, Fairbanks, AlaskanBlooms.com. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Welcome to Far North Tokers. I'm sitting here with my co-host tonight, Mark Hubbard. And the reason I invited him here is we are sitting here with another very special guest, Nathan Turney. Son hello, of, hello, hello. Son of Frank Turney. He's been on the show many times and uh, we lost him a week and a half ago, two weeks, and reached out to Nathan here. I know he's coming up here this weekend and we'll try to get him on. We're going to hear maybe another perspective of Frank that uh, that we don't know. A lot of us up here are... I have a hero worship of Frank. I met him when he was being super patriot through Ron Paul. He had just been finishing up his jury issue, you know, which was bullshit. I mean, the way that all went down with his tampering. When they throw a label of tampering on a jury charge and he had a sign. I mean, when I first moved up here and heard there's this dude in town who got a jury tampering charge. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, are you in the back room and he's changing things, you know, and getting this juror in there? No. Walking out front with a sign. 1-800-TELL-JURY. I kind of think that he wanted to get in trouble for that, to bring attention, you know, to that issue. That's what activists do, don't they? They get in trouble, start a story, and then have a platform to talk about the issue. So what was it? What was going on? In, that's when I started hearing about him. And Mark, you said you met him shortly prior, after that time? Just prior to that. I met him like a few days before he got arrested. How? <laughs> in the, so what was going on at that point? Like, how did, how did you meet him? What was going on? I was next door at Carol Pease's house. Is that when he was seven? Yeah, when he lived down there. We lived right next to the cemetery. Right, right, right. I was right across the street from her and... He always took care of the cemetery, and this was like towards the fall, and when he was getting arrested for it, 
stuff. You were probably the one we were always waiting for to get home. Maybe. He would disappear for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I would hang out in his office. More than likely. Yeah. Funny. What was he doing? Well, he would go to get weed. Oh. <laughs> so we would have... We were oh, he would disappear. He'd wait in the office. We were yeah. two blocks apart, right. but it was really only like a street apart because there wasn't a street between us. Yeah, so interesting. So I didn't know you until you had moved from there. Oh, yeah. So Frank was keeping us separate because of probably you and the way... I just didn't just, meet a lot of people. Right. But he might have been pinching the bag and I want to get you to the source. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. I'm sure that happened. And I, in dealing with Frank, I, he always presented it to me, like, cause I would get weed from him a lot. We'd go places and he would come back and always present like he didn't take anything. You know, that standard deal when you're getting a, a sack from someone, well, you come so back. We give him a little bit. Of course. <laughs> um, he always got pretty high when he came over, too, don't you? Yes. Well, a lot of it was just, I would, we'd get a quarter. I'd give him an eighth of it. Wow. And I mean, no, that was. I like to do that for no, you, no. man. Jeez. Well, sure. I should have taken you back to <laughs> some. Well, I can introduce you later. <laughs> That's well, great, it was, man. It was knowing that, well, knowing that he was going to get that, he didn't pinch it. Who knows how many hands it went through before it got to me. So it was just me put setting up that situation to hopefully it work out okay for me. You know, here's some. I it happens. I get I some think, herb. I mean, and he didn't have money. He didn't have a lot of money to be spending on, on herb. But he always seemed to have herb for me when I would stop by. I would stop by, see what he's doing. He'd have a bowl sitting there ready to smoke. He, and he wouldn't smoke a lot. But he always had a bowl for me to smoke. Waiting. We'd smoke, and then with reading, so I think I got way off, but you were living next door. That's where he got off, because he probably left to go meet you. He knew Carol real well, Okay, she's lived there forever. They got that real nice log house there. I'm trying to think which one, because I can't. Across the street? On 5th, yeah, right across the street from him. He always took care of that cemetery, and made it look real nice, you know, and helped him find all the gravestones that were missing, and where people were actually buried. And he knew more about, probably, yeah, he knew more about that than almost anybody other than the actual historians that have gone in there and actually done that. Well, I know some of the historians. I know um, that Frank he was telling me as that much as them. Was, German, he, was he friends with them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he, was ta- he was telling me Dermot Cole was writing some Alaskan stuff and would come and ask Frank about, Frank was the primary source for that cemetery. If you needed to know anything about it, he knew about it. Yeah, he loved it. He that, knew man. who's buried, when, what happened. Um, so people would go ask him and he would know. He was part of that big thing where they weren't, didn't they do some big project where they had the seismograph or whatever that oh, was yeah. shooting down inside and he was That's where they found them. a bunch of them. They right. were a bunch that they didn't know where they were. I saw people filtering. I was looking through photos and they were like doing some filtering. Yeah, they had a big machine out here, some brand looking yeah. for. Um, they wanted to be able to. Tell where everybody was buried. So they could ID as many people as they could. So what year is this? For Nathan? When I'm put it in your mind where you're at. Late nineties. The jury tampering thing that went off? Yeah. Like ninety seven? Ninety eight? It was it was at least ninety seven, because that's when I moved in there. So I would say it was between then and two thousand. So you've known you've known him that long? Yeah. And at first first time I met him I was just like I was talking to Carol and he came over and He's pretty loud and just like, what the hell is this dude, you know? <laughs> he 
he was talking about some court case. You know how he was just ranting about it, you know, and I didn't really know what he was talking about. Carol did. That's why he was talking to her. And then next thing you know, he's on the news in jail. So you didn't know the, the situation. You saw him getting arrested for it. Yeah. And that's where I first met him. And then, you know, I saw him for like a year or so. I just got to know him because he was always out working in the cemetery. And I liked how he took care of it. And I would get out and start talking to him. And that's how I met him. We smoked. Quite often, I just, we'd go out in the cemetery and just sit there and smoke. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So. And yeah, you just maintain, maintain a relationship with Frank during the time. Yeah. And that's how I met him. We came over to your place to get weed. I, that whole time I was growing there. Which one? Where I met you? Or oh, the whole time you were growing? Yeah. That. I, I have forever. <laughs> I really have. Very much. Like 30 plus years. 28, 30 years ago. Yeah, he always respected the different people that we would come across. He, one of the people he introduced me to, bad character. And he was just, he was just, just bad character. Wow. Uh, just the guy. I never saw it. He just seemed like he always was getting in trouble for dumb stuff. He, he always was selling, buying and selling stuff, like buying all these vehicles and selling them, reselling them. Or I I never saw any of the other things that were going that he was um, selling. I was buying herb from him, um, but I think other things were going on that caused other problems. I think when I came around, it was kind of like a calming force. I wasn't bringing him any trouble. I sat out in the car a lot with him, with Frank, too, in the beginning. I think Frank was trying to keep me away from him, though. Like, keep me away from that guy. In your situation, he was keeping me away from you. <laughs> and that it's just that you didn't want to know people. Maybe he was feeling you out, though, to make sure, you know what I'm saying? Frank? Who you were, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel that. I think it was, he was, um, yeah, I, I, maybe. I don't think he was going to bring me into your situation. Just any anyone knew. Yeah, it annoyed me out. Yeah. So I, I don't even know why it was, why you eventually invited me in. There was nothing, I don't think he asked. I because don't really at that point, I was a lot closer to being legal. Time to expand. So you were. Oh, I used to do it. I've expanded and I've gone back. So you had no idea who you were, yeah. well, inviting in your place at that day. I had what? You had no idea he were, who you were inviting into your place no. that day with me. I just know that he said he had talked about you a few times, so I knew. Oh, that, that I'm out there. Oh, I'm out well, there not, again. I knew that you were out there that time, but he'd talked about you to me a few times and said he'd like to get to him. Introduce us. And, oh, right. Because was doing the whole legal thing. came up and I was like, just bring him in. Cool. So that's how Mark and I met. And then the adventures was, go off from that. I was, what, seven, six? I want to was like five years ago. Probably, if legalization happened 2014, we were probably probably right around 2014, yeah. early 15. Yeah, that um, So what was going on with Nathan? In 1997, when I'm not in Alaska yet, I just moved here in 99. So I hear him on the radio, and I hear about the jury tampering, and I hear about Clay Street Cemetery, and I hear him all the time calling the radio. As as, while you think about that, I've got I went down and got some Hippies Reserve. That seems to be the really nice taste in them. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, blueberry. This is. Do you know a story behind the blueberry? Frozen North Farms, but they this are they claiming claiming this is salt of blueberry? Mm-hmm. Like, um, how did that? Do you know how that strain got here? I do. I I think. How did he get it? And what is this? What, what would you say? What? That's blueberry. Salt of blueberry. It's like local. Or indica. Or it's. Don't know. Hybrid. Hybrid, probably. Leaning towards indica. The taste Ooh. is why I got it. It's pretty good. It's a. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, somebody <laughs> I prefer not to say his name is the person that brought it into town. And it's not because I don't want to say his name, it's just I don't like to say that. Yes, is a name. <laughs> so I got a question. Where, where did the cone and the filter thing come from? Is easy. Easy I mean, to make them. And why is it like that? Oh, it's easy to make, like, mass yeah. produce them to sell. Well, you can like, put them in the I try to put my hand box. in the jar. And they whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Stop me and pull it up. You don't know what, I mean, yesterday. you could be super <laughs> sleight of hand or something. But he's like, no, I, figure, I, was like, That's cool. I think I like them. I mean, the it's pretty cool. You're smoking less weed by the time you get ready to put it out. Me too. You're definitely not wasting that burning yourself. Yeah. What happened to eating the, never. eating the roach? I don't eat that shit. <laughs> yeah, I never did either. You never? Mm-mm. I ate enough fijo. Fijo. <laughs> anyway. Right. That night when we left your place, Frank was telling me, oh, you should have seen Mary behind you. She's waving her hands, telling you to shut up. <laughs> she, uh, she's always wanted me to sell my... Story. Yeah, not stories so much. Your brain. Your yeah, if you want, skills. If you want information when it comes to growing and stuff, she's always like, you need to quit telling people. And I'm just not like that. I mean... I'm here for anybody that wants to grow. You want to grow, man? To me, it's... I thought there were a lot more people in my life that were truly passionate for growing. And I don't see that anymore. There's not as many people as I thought there were. I'm not passionate about growing. It's a lot of work. Passionate you know? about learning. gifts don't have a green thumb, too, it seems like. And I think that's why I like your dad. Because he was one of those passionate people. It might not have been for growing, but he had that same passion. And he was, he stuck up for so many people's rights and they just don't even know. I mean, how many times did you read his signs as you drove past him on the bridge? Man, that's putting it out there. I could say it 500 times I've probably seen him standing somewhere with a sign somewhere. Wow. That's when I met him. I met him walking across the Cushman Street Bridge with a sign. I had my own sign. What's that? His teeth out at you. Oh yeah, <laughs> he would do that to judge. <laughs> that, that was, was the, second, that was the first time teeth, I met him. By the way, I, I was able to retrieve them, man. Pick them up tomorrow, man. They were mm-hmm. lost for a couple of days, but they. Sure, dude, those could almost go into a museum. I'm telling you, trying to figure out what to do with them, dude. He's known as Wolfman. He'd do that Wolfman look with those teeth. <laughs> I got a picture of him sitting next to Terry when Terry <laughs> passed out in my driveway. 
Philadelphia military. He's a friend of mine. He never drinks. Had a bad yeah, day, yeah, decided I do. to get drunk. He might have known. I him. think I. I think you told him. Is he? Was he at the fourth? Your four twenty gather? Probably. See, that's one of those things, man, that we mentioned before. But when when you don't spend much time with your dad, and you're able to spend a little time with him, when you're with your your grandma and these people you see every 10, 15 years, and every picture he's flashing those fucking teeth, man, gets a little <laughs> annoying, dude. I mean, I got more. I mean, I have good pictures of my father with a normal smile. You know what I mean? But. There's a lot with those teeth, multiple faces. Oh, yeah. I'm so sure you've seen them. Well, I, I'm feeling this telling I'm me. I'm to love them. I mean, I'm, like I said, We've got this thought up. of, you know, we look at him, He's he was our friend, and we look at him blasting his teeth like that and think it's funny or it's not the right place for this here, Frank, and he didn't care. Or, yeah. But he was your dad. Yeah. A lot of that, even the most normal dad, you're embarrassed of. Yep. And what he's doing. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, he did that with a handful. It's hard to deal with, but I mean, like I was telling you before, he, he was pretty much an absent, absent dad. So then when From how him, early? Oh, uh, four years old. That's when From your mom and him split? Three or four. Yeah, yeah early yeah. So My dad was never around. He was either in prison or he, was, he moved to Fairbanks in 82 and he was, um, I don't want to say protesting, but he was, you know, doing his thing. Now you guys met That's what he spent his well, life doing. One eighty two. That's when he got out of um, Oregon Penitentiary, right? Uh, and then had around there sometime. Not exactly sure what his day. parents were up here. Yeah, my grandparents moved up here. In, I believe sixty seven, maybe sixty four. So it was kind of a safe place. I felt for him to come where he could have some protection a little bit and get started again. Yeah, but this is a place where you come to get away from everything. Back then. You're almost like you're running away from something. You know what I mean? You got Back Key West, you got Key West, and you have Fairbanks, Alaska. Where I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you go to those places, and a lot of people that are hiding or searching for something. That I mean, this is what I, how I felt about it. You Back know what days, they were looking right. for or not? You know? Yeah, exactly. Not now. It's a lot different. But in the '80s, when I lived in Anchorage in the '80s. And Fairbanks was like the end of the road. You know what Trudeau is, but yeah. to me, that was like the last civilized place that you could go. So when you know you have a dad living in a place like that, and you don't have him to show you how to, you know, or ask a question or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty fucked up. And then when you're able to spend time with him, he's flashing his teeth, fucking being an idiot, you know what I mean? Or so I'm talking the eyes of a, you know what I mean, young kid or whatever. No. That's you, trying to find his dad, it. you know, it's like... That's it's straight up, fucked up you know? food stuff. That's, it's that's like, what he this did. This is weird, you know what I mean? But um, so when, when did you life, come back? When did he come back? Like, did he see you every year? No, 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 no. Okay, I, so I visited Fairbanks um, in uh, thirty-one years ago. Thirty-one years. Yeah, Why'd you come up in like the spring? Why? Oh, to visit my dad and my grandparents. And that was the only time you had seen Frank from the time no, from I, four I've to fifteen? A few times in between that. Like him coming Maybe back twice. To see you. Him? Know, what's weird, we rode across from Oregon to uh Tennessee. Me and my mom and my dad in a U-Haul. So I got to ride with him from Oregon to Tennessee, which is pretty badass. How old? Probably like five or six. Good member. I mean, you you're able. Well, I remember to being in the truck, you know, and stuff, and you know what I mean. Was it a good trip? Yeah, I mean, from what I remember at that time, yeah. Let's but, when as a kid, you either come away with a bad impression or a good impression. Well, it was. So I only had a few impressions, you know what I'm saying. So I didn't really know. 
So when I was just happy to be around this person that I you know wanted to be around so much that was never there. Oh, this was in between him coming back. Saying? He had left. Well, and I'm just a little kid. Just a little kid. But by the time I came here to visit, we had had a you know relationship different than obviously when I was young, just from talking. And I always wanted to be here. And my his mom, my grandmother, you know, she never missed a, a birthday. Or Christmas with two dollar bills, you know, for with me and my brother and sister, you know, and my grandmother, grandma Terry, his mom, and so that kind of kept kept us connected with the the thought of Alaska, and you know what I mean. It was so far away, you know what I mean. So that kind of helped with, uh, I think, keeping us, you know, in touch somewhat. So you say your grandma really stay in touch? Not she played the big role in that. Yeah, for sure, for a long time. But when I came here to visit, it was pretty cool. We got along more like, kind of like friends rather than the father's son. I mean, you think of a dad, I, I didn't have one really, right? Of kind of, you know, either being a, you know, father and son relationship is different than a friend relationship, you know what I mean? But it's helped me have a great relationship with my son. Way different than mine with my dad, you know what I mean? But, but back to the, um, how to, you know, figure out all those faces, all the weird shit was, you know, I just made it up to try to understand who he was as a person. Not so after I, not so much thinking about the father that wasn't there. You know, I tried to understand who he was as a person. He definitely wasn't a good father, and he wasn't a good husband. So my mom says. So I tried to understand who he was as you know what I mean as him, and appreciate that. You know what I mean. So. And then from then on, that's how our relationship was. Did so, you give up on him as being a good dad? So you tried to find no, he wasn't. Other places? He, wasn't he wasn't a dad at all. It was you know, he was he wasn't a good dad. It was just non an absent father. Did you call him dad? Yeah, yeah. When I had a chance to talk to him, but once you realize, you know that. He wasn't a good dad. He was still my dad. You know what I'm saying? So without him, I wouldn't be here. So, I, you know, we were able to become pretty good friends on it. On a, not a father-son kind of thing, but more of a kind of a friendly kind of thing. I mean, I have a lot of questions, you know, but for years I would get drunk and call him and, you know, this and that and all that kind of shit. What's up? Where are you? Were you ever thinking, you know, what, where I was? Did you ever once think if I was getting fucking raped or fucking on the street or living in a ditch? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. And you never really had an answer for that. You know what I'm saying? Except for you were better off without me around. You know, that's what he would say. So I was like, oh, okay. It's pretty interesting. And that, I learned to take that as something, a piece of him. It wasn't about me. It was about him. So I didn't have to take on all that hurt and fucking shit from not having a dad because it wasn't about me. It was about him. You know, once I figured that out, you know what I mean? That's who he is, not who I am. So I don't have to suffer, be a victim to the whole, you know, no dad, kind of all that shit. But do you believe that? interesting. That, I mean, that he, well, it just depends he on said how you that, look you, at that you were better off in hindsight. Do you well, he was, a, he, you was were? A, he was a thief, man, in prison and shit. So yeah, I would agree with that. What if we talked about it? You know what I mean. The last few years, yeah, right. He made you know references to you know. I can't remember what, who the who the gangsters were, but you know that's probably what it would have ended up being like. 
Oh, uh, the Sopranos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> living in a um, it's just weird. Living in a crime house, or just I don't know. Either or, just use your imagination, I guess. But but you know, I I love my dad a lot, man. Like I was telling you about the uh, when I didn't know much about him, and I received that thing in the mail. Or no, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it was in the mail. The picture with him walking with the judge's robe with the noose around his neck saying, you know, kill the judges, fucking whatever. So imagine that. That's what you do receive from your dad when you do have contact. <laughs> it's pretty fucking weird, dude. How old are you when you're getting that? I, mean, I don't know, but whatever the date is on the paper when it happened, but I kind of learned to kind of, you know, like... um I don't know. I look forward to seeing some weird shit in a weird way, even though I didn't really. I don't know. You know, it just interesting. Yeah, he has some interesting. Going, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and I really appreciate that. But one thing I've learned too is that if you're able to put a smile on like a lot of people's faces, man, that's a pretty cool thing. You know what I mean? Because people are a little too serious sometimes. You know, in life, you know, I think. So I think that you know, I don't know. As you grow as a person, I've been able to. Try to take the negatives and make them positives, you know, of the whole situation. So, hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located downtown Fairbanks, provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456-HEMP. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD Superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. China Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes this summer or about this trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, boost banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. I didn't see too to many here. negative situations where he was yelling at people or something, but I, I have 
I've heard of them. I've well, seen them. Used to be a lot different than that too. Oh yeah. man, sounds like it. <laughs> I mean, to me, he's always just been kind of the. Well, my dad had no teeth. He had no teeth, so I asked my mom. I was like, "Well, you know, I don't have no teeth. You know, am I gonna teeth gonna rot out? Or what's going on?" And she was like, "No, nah, didn't rot out. He got his teeth were knocked out. You know, he was my dad was a boxer." I mean, he was young. And that's what she told me. So I'm like, what the fuck? I got a story. <laughs> it kind of made sense. And I was like, because he's had dentures for a long time. He had the teeth he had made in prison. He got a couple, you know, pairs of teeth. That's another thing that's weird is I haven't found any other teeth. And he's supposed to have at least two more pairs somewhere. Last time he told me he had them. So I haven't found his other extra teeth either. He could have just thrown them away somewhere. No, 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 no. You see all that shit in his place. And he's oh, like, you see his teeth away. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> but yeah, he was wild, man. Has Facebook helped it? You seeing all his posts? Because he's got a. I mean, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm here too, man. It was such a nice thing to see all the all the nice things, man, and all the people. And their comments, man, how many lives that he made a positive impact on, you know, and all this stuff. <coughs> fucking rad, man. I mean, the last few years, we've had a good relationship. I mean, nothing like it was when I was young. I mean, I'm 46, so the last 10 years, probably been pretty good. But again, we have a lot of power. But again, you talk to your dad, and that's all he's saying is all that shit. You know what I'm talking about? You know, every jacket had... All the pamphlets, <laughs> every jacket, fucking ten of them. All the pamphlets, fucking all the weed cards, the this, 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 the pens, all the information, the numbers, the name, about you know. So you gotta love that, I and mean, that's what he, who he was, you know. So it was cool. is it just that standard? What about me, Dad? Like no. you're doing all this stuff for. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, as a little kid, that's what you right, think, no. you know, So it's pretty interesting. But that that's what you go on believing in. What what creates your relationship with him? Feeling, why are you why are you talking about all these other people you're and not yeah you know concerned with your own family and stuff your own kids but I mean he had an interesting way of looking at that what wasn't not sure man I can, all I can say is I know he loved me and he loves my you know brother and sister so that's good yeah you say you better than you know he wasn't you know he was very loving you know, towards me the last, you know, when we do communicate, it's never been like, oh, fuck you, or, you know what I mean? Ever it was. Even when you called him? Rough? Yeah, never. Always totally cool. Just allowed you to, he was the punching bag for the moment? Yeah. Which was cool. Well, sometimes you have to get off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, got to go, can't hear you. He probably said oh, that. Yeah. But now he could hear pretty good, dude, in those days. And on the phone, you could he could hear on the phone. Seemed like it. Well, you put it you put it to his good ear or whatever he could hear, and turn it up. You could hear on the phone. But yeah, things change, man. It's good. It's pretty positive. I mean, I miss him for sure, man. Pretty bad. What do you miss? Just text messages, text texts, all the weird shit. You know, all that stuff never stops. But it did. But he's got a lot of stuff, you know, to relive those situations. 
As far as what? A lot of documentation, man, of all that, you know? Yeah. Which is good. Feel good about that. If you want to hear his voice, um, well, someone city council every Monday night. I mean, you can go back and listen. He testified. And they're all, all recorded? All recorded. Really? Wow. So he's got to, to quite a few. Three yeah. minutes. You could just record him. I mean, when he would minute. really talk about something and really be into it, you know, I would listen and he would explain. And we've talked about a lot of different cases. But after the last day, man, I've, I've seen so many more fucking files of people, man. It's crazy. What do you mean? Just information that he's looking up. Yeah, that was one public re- release of records or whatever. You know, all these people. All I mean, they're just fuck, man. I think that's when I got to know Frank the most. Is when Carol's son was going through that. The Fairbanks Four was going through that. She in one of the Fairbanks Four. Yeah, her son was. And and I'm telling you, just watching the way that the legal system worked on that case, on it blew me away. Who it's bad. To, who they'd allow to testify and not testify, and let's see. Just it, see. It, my it, thing is, I always I look at it like the best way to stay out of the court is to don't get in trouble or to be smarter, whatever you do. Not get in trouble, so you have to fucking connive your way out of it. I'm just, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Maybe that's not the right word. It's just weird to me. Well, you said but you spend a lot of time in trouble. Exactly, but I mean, it's a. I was talking to a friend of mine that's in jail right now in, in Virginia, and he was like, yeah, I wish I could ask your dad about this, you know what I mean, or whatever. I, today, I talked to three people. They said, oh, we was working on this one case. Uh, last night, I met this other guy. You know what I mean? This just happened. All these people that he was helping. And that's pretty fucking cool, man. If people don't know, you know. He knew how to navigate. Stuff. So I, yeah. the, you know. When bills were going through, he knew the I appreciate everything, man, that, that he was doing and working on. You know, once you get a little older, a little more mature with, you know, your surroundings, you can look at things it's pretty fucking awesome you know there's not that many people doing that kind of stuff man it came at a price and we're sitting there looking at I mean it just means so much to me man it's such a good feeling man it really really is you know I didn't know what to expect I mean I thought it would be good but he looked, I don't know it's interesting very cool yeah he looked my eyes up to a lot of stuff it's hard to make that kind of an impact on so many people in a positive way I mean that's pretty fucking incredible you know if you think about it like that is it worth pretty easily cool. worth the sacrifice? Not that he could make the decision. I'm going to decide my own family versus my, the rest of my life. Nah, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I don't really think about all that kind of shit. I mean, you get married, you get divorced, the kids, you go to prison, fucking whatever, you know. You move across the states, he moves another way. I mean, that's a long ways away, man. I mean, from Tennessee. He could have moved Alaska. to Tennessee. I mean, I don't know. That wasn't, it was never a topic. Or, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's kind of like, <laughs> I see a lot of myself in him in a way. When I moved up here, I came from Montana, and it was to escape. Yeah. It really was. It was to get away from all of that. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Anchorage. So I moved right to, like, Alaska's little all of that. <laughs> No, that's why I don't live in Anchorage. I like it up here. A lot less people. The cold keeps a lot more people from wanting to plant roots here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was gonna, I was gonna move up here, man, right before I had my son. So he's seventeen, eighteen in July. So about nineteen years ago, I was gonna come up here and stay. I, mean, I wanted to 
move up here for a few weeks, a year or something, check out my dad, family. When I could make, when I was an adult, I could make my own decisions. You know what I'm saying? I could do stuff like that, you know. Before that, I couldn't, you know. But I had a kid, and I decided to not be an absent dad, man. Be there with my kid, you know what I'm saying? Been a single family dad, you know, since he was about three years old. But I chose to spend that time, you know, with my son. And now he's you know, 17, man. That shit flies like that, man. 10 years with your kids. But I'm not to that point where I'm like still thinking, well, my dad should have spent that with you. You know what I mean? Because it's not like that. I think it made yeah, me a better were, dad, and I think that's a good thing, you know, I what think I mean? that for me and my son. So that's pretty cool. What kind of a dad was he really going to be? You know what I mean? That's like you think about it, and that's kind of what I think what he was telling me. Yeah, because if you, you were still, I mean, now I look, I can I can look at it like that now. Yeah, if so you still like, look back at, on a negative man, it's still be eating you up. And that's what I'm saying. So I, you, I you know? can't. I couldn't live like that. To be at peace with it's the best. I'm never like I'm the victim type shit. You know? And that I'm you do that believe person, you know, that it was better. I mean, that's well, that's it must hard. have been. It had to be. I mean, think about it. What I mean, it's pretty good. I don't know. I, I it's a blessing. I'm even able to be here with you guys talking now, all the way up here and shit, man, and, and appreciating this, like, and and him, you know. Well, this doesn't happen. To me. This doesn't happen without yeah, Frank so right now. This conversation. I feel you know good, good about it. You know, in a weird way, I'm not good that he's gone. But you know, Mary's best friend. Fuck. Man. She was trying to get her uh, her uh, chauffeur's license. And she'd been caught at some point with like <laughs> a gram of weed or something. So city oh, Fairbanks was saying, no, you're not getting your chauffeur's license. And because of your dad going in front of the city of Fairbanks. And really? What was she, his, why couldn't she get it? Because she had a minor possession charge. Oh, weed. And uh-huh. they were like, nah, you're not going to get, we're not going to give you your chauffeur's license. Yeah, that's fucked up. And he went in front of them and. At the end of that, she had a chauffeur's license. She'd been out of trouble for like four years, you know. It was just a minor time, possession. Um, right, and he wasn't yeah, that fucking cool as that. Yeah, that's awesome. He didn't do that. He was activist. That. They were ready to booze her out, and he stood up and said his piece. He because was, of that, she got her license. He didn't even know her. He, I think he probably just loved to fuck with the judge, you know, because of what, what uh, you know, probably happened to him, too. I found this letter, man. Um, I don't know if you've seen it before. I was going to show it to you. It's... Uh, I think it's, I don't know what year it is, man, maybe 62 or something, but it's a letter from my dad, a response from the White House to him, man, and it says, thank you for writing in, and it was, he was concerned with the topic of 18-year-olds being able to vote at the time. It would be off on the year or two. He was wanting 18-year-olds. I'll show you this. It's awesome. Right, and it was like a response from the, you know what I mean? He was telling me something about going down from a young age. He was doing that kind of shit, you know, trying to figure like whatever, man, being smarter than them, or at least knowing, you know, how to communicate with that those people. You know, yeah, it makes you wonder what in his life made him just switch to where he wanted to make sure people got all their rights. That's what he, I guess. Probably when he was in prison, who got shafted. I found there was something in prison about him. um, (laughs) There had to be someone on this board, the governor board of Oregon. There had to be a felon on the board and he was just being released. So he got put in there for um, prisoner rights. Yeah. So he was coming out and he was also, he got put on. So you're familiar with all that stuff? Just from him telling me. Yeah, just different stories. He was saying that. A lot to him too, man. That he, he was the interpreter for the jail for sign language. 
because he grew up with this uh, deaf kid in um, in his really? neighborhood that he learned sign language, and then in prison, there, a deaf person came in there, so then he became the interpreter for that person. So he got a little leniency based on that. And then I think through him working through those official channels, like working with those people and being working with the, uh, what are they, I don't know, whoever runs the jail, who is that? Um, the warden uh, got him on that board in Oregon. And then when he got out and came up here to Alaska, I, did he, I, went, I didn't get to that part of the story, but he probably most did the, he spend some time in Fairbanks? Most jail? of the father figures in my family of the, my mom's sisters are all felons, you know, that spent time in prison. Every, just part of what you guys do? One. Yeah, just part of what we do, man. <laughs> One no, like the culture. I think it's pretty fucking like, weird. You know, to me, but at that time, man, Oregon, Washington State, Alaska, shit, it was a different place, fucking 70s to 60s. I mean, motherfuckers didn't know how to be a, a, a dad or a family man or so be it, you know, so call it, like how we might see it now. It was different, man. Oh, way different. It was fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I remember our big family get-togethers. I mean, it, We'd get know. together at the river and there'd be all the, all the relatives and it'd be like 10 kegs of beer and... A lot different than nowadays. Little kids would be drinking. You know, I mean, Fuck, it was yeah, hot rod a lot different, man. Fucked up. Yeah. At the end of the day, they'd jump in their trucks all drunk with the kids and drive home. Yeah, no 80 miles. Shit. Yeah, no, no car seats. A different time. Yeah, in the viewer in the back of the truck, usually. Yeah. Yeah, times have changed. But yeah, he's a badass, man. You got some cool, uh, a lot of cool stuff. Have to figure out how to transport and shit. A lot of weird shit. I can only imagine. I was able to find like these five things that I was looking for, and I talked to him about it. And I found every single one, including including his uh, social security card in the bottom of some weird box. Fucking, you know what I mean? Out of all that shit, what were his other treasures? God damn, man! Uh, just the family stuff. You know, me and my my sister, and my brother, and my mom. Pictures? Their wedding picture. Yeah, all kinds of weird shit. Me as a little kid, you know, him as a little kid. Grandpa's a little kid. Just a lot of old stuff, you know, so that's cool. Just pretty much pictures, man. Took a lot of pictures. He was always, when I met him, he had those disposable ones. Mm -hmm. There must have been, there was was like fucking 50 of these, dude. Or more. Multiple ones. And he probably he probably didn't did. smoke. He said he didn't smoke the last couple months, man. No, he wasn't. No. But he would get them, and people come over. It was like his. Uh, he loved like offering someone a drink. He loved it. Can't yeah. blame him. I smoked. I don't know. Yeah, there were a lot of people there at the end. I put out a call for um, edibles from people because uh, he couldn't smoke anymore. And there were there were some people that I didn't know that reached out to him, got him edibles there over the last month. He was enjoying his THC, and he didn't drink. He wasn't a drinker when yeah. I knew him. Was he a drinker younger? No, you know it was interesting. He wasn't a drinker at all, man. I mm-hmm. didn't smoke cigarettes or drink for a long time. But when he would come and visit, man, we would have nice meals and get uh, have nice lots of brews and enjoy some nice. Smoke and have a good time. At my bar, he drank a bunch of beers, man. 
And I was surprised. Wow. Just knowing your dad. Because he wasn't a drinker. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's what they say. I've never known <laughs> I really wouldn't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wouldn't know if I if it is. I was around him one time when he came home. But he wasn't a drinker. He was drinking know. whiskey. Occasionally. Around Christmas never time. Seen him Occasionally he'd have, a, you know, a couple of drinks. But, yeah, he's able to suck down, you know, six-pack of beer, pass out. <laughs> yeah, we just smoked. Most of the most of the people I'm around are smoking. Yep. Somewhere along the line. Well, I know it's just a matter of time. When the fun falls through and the rent comes due. Somewhere along the line. It's interesting about the, uh, you know, you can't dig a grave until the third week of June, they said. You know, around here. Didn't know just that. I learned a lot about this, you know, about that, all that process. So what is it? I, well, they can't, because the, the ground's frozen, so permafrost. And can't is he going to be buried? <clears throat> um, can't really say. Well, there was some but, talk yeah, of, like, cremation. Going on. Yeah, he's been cremated. So why? So what's they, the, bury the, they bury the ashes. Like, do you get a plot? I think they should do a, like, an honorary thing in this place for me too. Personal. That's, that's, um, we'd love to talk about that and figure that out, man. I'm supposed to talk to, well, I know uh, there's spots that they just put somebody into an existing plot. He oh, wanted his ashes spread around Clay Street Cemetery. He wouldn't be the first one. I know two people that are buried in there that aren't supposed to be. Fair enough. He needs a headstone. And the thing is, is that, yeah. you know, my family You can always get him a monument. Yeah. As, um, That's what I think. At least have something in there for him, you know. And then his ashes go wherever they go. Something, you know, that they could always leave in an urn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Be badass, man. Be cool. I've seen a couple other things. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of pictures of, you know, different things. I saw the, it was like a stand right at the beginning of the cemetery to the left. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what that yeah. is, but I saw the pictures of the uh, digging in, putting the full concrete, putting mm-hmm. the thing in there, and it was blank up top. I don't know what it is. But I think those are the ones where all the those are all the different plates of the unnamed people. Oh, really? There. Oh, cool. That and they can't you, find. Well, there are bodies that they're there that they don't know who they are. I found several lists of all the bodies that are there, the grave numbers. There's like and all fifty some people that they don't know. I think if I remember who they are, who they are. There's yeah, some he very famous that place people too, man. I mean, they just buried, like I said, yeah, like he nine was... years ago, they buried somebody in there into an existing grave with like three other family members. We put I helped him bring the headstone in. Over there? Yeah. That was kind of bullshit how he got taken off that job. Yeah, that pissed me off. He got so what happened, man? Did, they, did a, a bigger company really come in and, mm. and get less money and then... And then uh, not take care of it. I, there's no way they could be getting less than he was getting. He wasn't getting hardly anything. And then he was he, making or, so no, little money. But, I mean, he they got the bid or whatever. When they he first came, started doing it through uh, that uh, service, community service. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And then he just I always wondered that. Like, how kept got, got him. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. He loved it, man. Fucking cool. Yeah. He. I remember that he was doing it forever, and then for some reason. They decided 
to have a different way to bid it out or something. It was the city was going and to the do city it. decided they took over the, like the, the city told somebody which they're not supposed to do. They told somebody oh. what his bid was, and they underbidding by like a hundred yeah. bucks. Uh, so they got the bid, too. but then to do what he did and made that place look like for three thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it was like. That was yeah, two months worth of labor, and it was gone. He definitely got taken advantage of, I think. Well, he well, did it just for the love of and it. He was doing it all the time. He had to stay yeah. active, too. Yeah, exactly. It kept him healthy. He loved it, man. He was out there mowing that place at least once a week, if not twice a week. Got him to get a new riding lawnmower, even, and stuff. But, you know, in the long run, the city took it over, and they take care of it, but they don't do it like he did, man. He used to go and get, like, flowers from the greenhouses at the end of the year when yeah, in the summer uh, they've got extra stuff to get rid of. And they donate a bunch of stuff to him. He'd go out there and plant flowers in the stumps and all around. and It looked nice. I mean, he took nice care of that place. And that's the reason I met him was all of that right there. And that was cool, man. I just learned more from that, you know. I've seen a few pictures too with, with different people with the new uh, headstones in my when I've been looking through shit. So I don't know if those are ones he found or helped or something. I don't know that I was living there when I was doing all that stuff. I lived right there next to the cemetery. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty interesting. He knows, he knew everything about that. Like I said, he knew everything in the historians and stuff and all that. Most people don't even have a clue. And didn't forget it? No, I know it. It's just there. He remembered. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that we knew. And then that one year he planted that the heck was that flower? It's some flower. And man, I'm telling you, it looks like a pot plant. It really does. Uh, it's out there. <laughs> and he came home and goes, You should check this plant out here, someone planted. And it was him that did it. <laughs> So I went out and looked at it and was like, dude, I don't know. kind of looks like one, but I don't think it is. He goes, he thought it was, I think. He's like, you should take it and put it in your flower bed or something. So I dug it up and took it and put it in my flower bed. And it was a real pretty flower. Big red one. I don't know what the heck it was. Though. But it did look like a pot plant. It was in the, in fact, it was in the newspaper. It took a picture of it. And it was in, it's somebody's, one of the famous people's grave sites. Like an elder or something, I believe, or something that was in there. I don't remember. Maybe it wasn't an elder, but it was some one of the old and famous people. And it was right next to her thing. It seems like it might have been somebody's mistress, now that I think about it. So it just brought attention to... Yeah. And she was famous. Yeah, who knows? Weird shit going on there, dude. But yeah, I made the front <laughs> paper of the newspaper, and he thought somebody would come dig it up, so he had to come get it. And I'm sure they would have. Somebody would have come and tried to dig it up. I wish I could flash my teeth at you guys right now. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, Where does it go from that? What do we, what do we learn from that? It's pretty it's wild, man. I mean, you think that I can't ever call this crazy ass again and stuff, man. It's pretty sad, man. I hear you, dude. At first, I was a little fucking kind of weirded out. Like, I didn't really believe it and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? My sister's telling me this. And when I told my sister, I'd just say, hey, listen, man, don't, don't, don't let you go. <laughs> I was like, I was don't let this. Out in my yard. Oh, funny. I was like, like don't let this affect you know your next move and decisions. How you you know what you decide to do with yourself. You know what I mean. Stay positive, move forward. You know what I'm saying. It's awesome. Yep. It's fucking cool. You know what I mean. 
So we'll see. I haven't talked to it really since, but I mean, it, you got to turn it into a positive situation. It's a lot, man. Alaska's far away, dude. It is. Up here. I know crazy. I live up here, and I'm kind of like the other side of that. I'm yeah. similar to him, and that my family's down there, and I'm up here. Yeah. I came up here when my dad lived up here, and then my dad, like, moved out like a year later. Too, man. It's, it's time with man. And yeah. That was so, you know, because my, my dad left when he when I was, like, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So I had some time with him as a little kid, but then for the longest time, I didn't see him, you know, until I was an adult. I'd see him, you know. Sporadically for a week into summer or something. Yeah. It <laughs> wasn't much. And uh, I didn't hear much from my mother than that. And then when I moved up here, he was up here, and he ended up moving back down into Washington. And I like it up here, man. I'm staying up here. This is the state is more for me than any other place I've been. Very awesome. I don't know what uh, that trunk that. Just lit up a trunk funk, and that has got nice taste. To it. Yeah, it's gassier. The sweetness to it. That's the number two feel. Number one's really gassy, almost dries your mouth out. I like one better. Two's good, but one's a little tastier. It's more just like most us look wild. Where you at? How that? At Alaska Blues. What are you doing? Packages, packages for Alaskan Blues Retail. The finest cannabis at the lowest prices in the state. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 Villa Street, Fairbanks. AlaskanBlooms.com Alaskan Blooms Retail. We got this. We got this. What do we learn from this, Nathan? From what? This talk show? This gathering? Yeah. There's friends. There's friends in the world. Like just people that connect other people. Thousands of miles away, man. I don't know, man. I'm still learning every day, man. You know, all kinds of stuff. I can't really say. You know, Glad to meet you. Yeah, likewise, man. This has been a really cool, you know, experience, man. I want to come back up here in a couple months, you know, and check out, hang out with my family and stuff. You know, meet some more of my dad's friends and whatever. Hang out. You know, I don't have much time, but you know, in the summertime, you know, really the time to do a memorial. Yeah, well, I'm thinking right now, I need some help, man, with, with all that kind of stuff, man. So I'm looking for some different we could ideas get and all that kind of shit. Just get a get-together outside. And <laughs> so what do you think, man, like a venue <laughs> If you have any uh, suggestions, you know, I mean, uh, for a gathering, you know, I don't know how many people would I can really only, show up for a gathering. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I want to do something nice for them. You know, like, if, a, yeah. if it truly was but I'm just trying to, you know, any ideas are, are, are welcome to people. I'm kind of guessing that there could be anywhere from 150 to 1,000 fucking people show Really? Up. Agreed. Wow. Well, they, just the way I, like, he was at the center of a wheel. Hopefully the city's yeah. going to help and out. We've, it, me, I was just this little wedge. Of what Frank was. Me too, dude. To I was his weed wedge. One of the little wedges yeah. of weed. That's what I was. And so, <laughs> who knows who would show up at something like that that we would have no idea that they knew him. I mean, the people that he affected. That I know well, that it would be easy to have a can of friendly one, but there's so many more people than that. Truly, that you probably like to be involved. But it doesn't it doesn't have to be cat friendly advertising. I know. I know. 
I know, but it's the easiest way for me to advertise out. Well, we can do two. It doesn't mean it can't friendly when it can't happen later. Yeah, I'm sure we could come up with something this summer and figure out when you wanted to come back up and we can start figuring something out. I mean, it's probably like in June. It's probably the third week of June, man. I haven't looked at the calendar, but that's right now is what it's probably looking like. I mean, I, I just want to have a, a gathering of people that know him, you know what I mean, to come and maybe some people say a couple of things. This guy said he'll play some music like and, some- you know, hang out. and I don't know what, man. I don't, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, you guys know more than I do, man. So it'd be great. Yeah, let me talk to some yeah, people you know, and see what we can think of. How long are you done? My family's, uh, I leave tomorrow night at midnight, but my, my family wants to be involved, you know, also the attorneys. So that's well, yeah, why I, I was know like, you, well, I know your we need to put together a, to them. yeah, yeah, but we need to put together a, a you know, a celebration of life amongst his friends in the community, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, rather than just having like a, you know, small family thing already and have had happened or whatever, you know, and it's like, you know, it takes a little time so far away and stuff. Yeah, let me talk to like a couple of people because they're more into that. I mean, I don't know if we could, you know, do a parade or, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I mean? With a hearse like through town and shit. I don't know. You could. You could do anything. Frank's testament to that. You know, it's weird to run across those, like, artifacts from the pictures with all these things he was doing and see all that stuff. So, please, God, could, it's like... Come to our gold days. What's gold days? You get a float. That was the pretty first awesome, day man. that I, you know, I, I really... That. that was the first time I saw him was going... was earlier that year, the golden days, as he went by in the jail... So he was they in, got this little mobile jail that's like a wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see it. He was in the back of it, right. locked in, <laughs> yelling something. I don't remember what the hell he was yelling. He was advertising. Frank, Frank the Felon. <laughs> Frank the Felon. Frank the Felon for mayor or some shit. I was like, damn, man. He, <laughs> he gave it a run. He got some votes. That's for sure. He was my right in Canada. If I didn't like who was running, it was just Frank Turney. Like he was, I don't want to, you know, Mickey Mouse is the most written, Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck as a writing candidate. I bet Frank Turney's on there a lot too. And we'll continue to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dog. Crazy. Thanks for coming on the show, Nathan. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. We'll see what we can do for for that celebration and I'm I'm glad you got to see well, it'd be nice to have something have more of what your dad did or something special yeah it'd be really cool it will be yeah I guarantee you we can get somewhere happily definitely it's just a big get together somewhere mm-hmm. Tina likes her yeah. would be a, an easy place to just everyone's allowed to go out there and yeah. take over a whole section yeah What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got a lot of space. It can be as big as it needs to be, or yep. as small as it needs to be. It could just overflow. Uh, heck yeah. Who knows how many people? But could be. I mean, that's that's the thing. Who you? You're probably getting contacted by people that, that we don't know. It's kind of a big. It's kind of a big thing, man. But I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I got to look into it. And see what's up.
Well, they kind of make it convenient for you know family and older people too. You yeah. know, I don't know. I know that responses on the internet and everything it's usually kind of like half or less that actually go out to something like that. But I'm not sure about here. So yeah, I don't know. A nice venue somewhere where just a lot of people could gather. Yeah, it just depends on what really the goal is. Where. I mean, but you know, I got to think about the weather, all that kind of stuff. June, pretty nice. Yeah, it's nice usually. Yeah, the end of May, beginning of June is the best time here in Fairbanks, in my opinion. It's just awesome That's weather. Hottest summer, hottest part of the summer. Of the year. What's that? Hottest part of the summer. Then? Yeah. In June. Yeah, yeah I'm right. gonna, I'll talk with like Marcy and see what she recommends because she's got a good idea and stuff like that. All right. Different places to get to go. There's a few places you could do it, probably. Like Chino Point. There's a spot that's right at the river. Got public access. Could rent one of the, the halls. Even that. Do, um, yeah, a lot of different, um, different Maybe venues. Maybe spot some of that stuff, too. Right. Lost her. Yeah, he was a bingo guy. I know he was going to bingo a lot when Marge was around. <laughs> oh, I remember. He never won, but she always did. Did he play? Oh, yeah. A little bit. I think Margie was more for Margie. I think he did like one sheet or something. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, that, that's what it seemed to me, too. I never went with him or anything, but it had that feeling. Like I think he was just a more to gab and enjoy the people oh, there. Right, the in the middle of it. And her company, probably. You know, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Doing something she wanted to do. Uh-huh. All right, how you want to go out? <laughs> you know, I... Yes. Welcome to Alaska. Yes, yeah, nice to be here, man. It's good to... Yeah. I'm wearing... I don't normally have a mustache right now, but I'm wearing this in memory of my dad. Man. You know, some, I, want to, I want to talk about this before we go. I remember him having a mustache, <laughs> like, uh, when... Uh, Younger, even before he did the full beards, you know what I'm saying? There was a time before he transitioned into, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, he'd go he from like shaved to big beard. It was and just back like the mustache that, like, my dad thought of him as a young, youngster. <laughs> like when he was running for mayor, he shaved. Just, <laughs> it went from just big beard to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's good to be a young man. And to live the way you please Yes, a young man is the king of every kingdom that he sees There's an old and feeble man not far behind My uncle told me they cut ten locks of beard off of him Like to keep, you know, and I was like, well, so that's kind of a Excessive, doesn't it? Is that normal? I never heard of that. As far as the big beard for people? Yeah, yeah we sell them auctions as well. Some. <laughs> I'm sure someone would buy one. People buy all kinds of stuff. Is that a lot? That's not normal Alaska, like 10 locks. I've never heard of that. But I, I haven't known many people that died up here. I don't either. I know a lot of people that have beards, but they don't cut it off. <laughs> right. So they say when you die here, and there's no foul play, they said the, the coroner, it would take a couple weeks to happen, only one corner around the whole area. 
So you normally don't do that. That seemed kind of weird. Don't normally do what? Like an autopsy, right? That type of thing. You think there should be an autopsy? No, I didn't say that. So when they found him, when I found out and everything like that, that the decision was already made that the state police came in, is what I heard, and and, um, he was laying there, dead. The state police pronounced him dead. And then that the funeral homes are on rotation. If that was to happen, like they, you know what I mean? So that, that's why he was taken to Blanchard. So I called another one in at Fairbanks and asked them the procedure as if, you know what I mean? It hadn't happened or whatever, but it was the, they said the same thing, you know? Like that's what happens. If you were to pass away. And you just didn't know what would happen. Like, I don't know what would happen. Well, I'm mean, telling you what they told me. Right. That's what would happen. The next... The like right next now, if I fell down the stairs, they come up, this is what they told me pretty much. If the state police didn't... Um, think they're still Right. Then they pronounce him dead and then they take him right to the funeral home. That's I what they said that. happened to my dad. I can see To that. me, that's weird, dude. What do you think? I live in happen? Fairfax County, yeah. Virginia, dude. I mean, I'm just saying that shit does not go down like that. I'm not going to take the dead body right to the funeral home. Police, all that. They should go to the hospital. You would think they'd at least have a medical examiner. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I could see him doing that if like, I don't know how that happened. Medical examiner came there and said, "Yeah, this it looks like he passed away." I'm just telling you what they told me. That because. <laughs> They're probably only looking for certain things like shit all disturbed or choke marks because you'll see the bruising or right. their eyes will be all bloodshot from the fucking hemorrhaging. They're just looking yeah. for key things. Well, he fell down. He was laying, found face down. Because I, I know the blood was. With, they said they rushed to his face. They couldn't do the open. <laughs> somebody open uh, viewing or anything like that. So to his head. So he said, they should just, no, no, not that I'm aware of, but that's what they said. I don't yeah, know what they did. That, that's Carol what they said. They did I thought that whole thing was a little weird. I'm like, that's kind of weird. But I mean, how else do you gonna handle that situation? I don't know. I kind of wanted to see if there were some pictures or <coughs> how that works, you know? <coughs> that's how that works. It's just weird. Yeah. State police yeah. comes in and says, oh, he's dead. And they take him right to the funeral home. And then they decide it's not a good idea. To do an autopsy and they, they recommend cremation and that's it. And that's what I was told. Oh. Is, isn't there any way to sign off on that? Yes and no. I mean, that's not about that. I'm just saying that's what they, is the normal procedure here. It makes me think though, in that Fairbanks, Alaska. And that's what they made it seem like. A couple of funerals in it. You would think that there's a medical examiner that's involved in that though in the scene. They said there's not one for the, there's only one for the whole area. And you know, and no one did happen for right then, like that. That's just, I don't know. That's I so was odd. thinking about it, man. I know when Carol passed away, not, or I don't know, man. It's weird, dude. She what are you thinking about? She fell stairs and cracked her head, I guess, is what it looked like. They did an autopsy on her. They did? Yeah. And I remember Frank and I, we kind of kept track of her because she was a pretty bad uh, drunk popping and stuff, you know, did a lot of stuff, and she was our age and older, and uh, I remember the day that, it'd been a few days, and it was cold since any of us had heard from her, and I remember I'd, I walked my dogs every day through the cemetery, I'd get off at like four in the morning, and I 
dogs through that, that fourth day that we hadn't heard from her, I saw a light on. So I thought, okay, she's all right. Walk my dogs. And then the next day, I come home and I see a police car next door and flashlights going through the front and stuff. And I'm like, okay, what's up? I figured they were there to get her son or something, <laughs> honestly. But it was her. She passed away. And while they were standing there, your father makes a phone call because at this point he hadn't heard from her in four or five days. And he goes, Carol, what are you doing? Are you dead or something? <laughs> he felt so terrible because nobody had heard the recording <laughs> and he had hung up and come around <laughs> and realized that the police had just gotten there and they, she was as dead. he walked in, they pushed the recording and it was him saying that. And yeah. he just, <laughs> I can only imagine how it felt. Yeah, she, it looks, because I walked down the steps and there were them old rickety super steep steps, you know, and they had a turn at the end. And when I was walking, I, myself, I slipped off the last step, just the way you kind of hit it. It's a weird angle. And I'm pretty sure that she was inebriated and did it because it looked like how she'd fallen. She fell backwards and hit the back of her head on the step. And then she was there a while and was sitting up. It was pretty rough for her. Her son had me come over and just try to help piece it together with him because he was the same way. He just didn't understand how it happened or nothing. It's pretty rough. It's hard to it's think hard about to that kind of shit, up. man. If you were dying, shit, what you do? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to plan my shit out, you know? My house or something, if I fucking fall over. <laughs> I don't know. Figure it out. And maybe As you get older, it. you just maybe fucking do it how you request it. Oh, they, he was an organ donor, too, and they said that. They were able to donate his corneas. So, we'll see about that. We won't. That's the one, right? That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Are you nervous about that, was that nothing was done? I mean, there's nothing I can do. I know there's nothing. Well, there's something you can do. Yeah, I mean, I can't do anything. I don't know. The whole thing's interesting, but... Back, no, you can't bring him back, but he can. He can have another way to fight and activists and all that kind of stuff. I, I just need to look in to see what the actual things. And that's what I was interested. No pictures. In. You've seen it no pictures. Weird to me. The whole thing. But I don't. Again, I don't know how it works, man. That stuff mm-hmm. happens, man. You're what finding out how it works. You know, you're yeah, like an expert I thought right now. Everybody that passed away well, had some kind of autopsy done. I, I truly thought well, that. Well, me too. So, I thought they'd basically say, yeah. There's no foul play because there's key things that they look for for foul play. Like I said, yeah. the bruising, the bloodshot eyes, torn fingernails, shit like that on a, a dead right. person. Bruising that's pre-mortal. Bruising, shit like that. So that he was in the bathroom, and his oxygen, and it appeared that he fell down over this way. And that was down like this. Well, I didn't ask about his arms yet. I'm going to ask him the next time. You know what I mean? I just asked him how he found him the one time. And the next time, I'm going to do it. You know how it was his arms. Marilyn said that he'd, she'd seen him like three days before that and said he had a collapsed lung. Yeah, collapsed lung. But I don't know, man. What do you do? Yeah. I thought if you had a collapsed lung, they'd work on you. Yeah, um, you know, uh, in the morning, so they'd been dead for about 10 hours, they thought. Something like that. 
find out tomorrow when it, Monday is when, the, when we go to visit the funeral place. Yeah, take me. you right to the funeral home. <laughs> it just sounds fucking weird to me, man. Like I was just like, <laughs> but tell me they're building the they're building the fucking funeral home right next door. It's freaking me out. You know, this old place, and then that's the same place he ends up. You know, really. Like, yeah, and then that's when I called the other place, and I was like, I don't have to have these people, you know, do this, right? They were like, no. They said I could move them wherever I wanted. I was like, that's weird. Did you? No. Nah. Yeah, he didn't like that place moving there. He didn't like it. That's what I mean. I felt weird. I got to give him money <laughs> for cremating him. And take it as... So I was like, oh, uh, man, I have to do that. But, you know, what are you going to do? Move him to the other place? I mean, that's just too <laughs> fucked up, dude. It's like, whatever. Too late now. That was just done. Dun, dun, dun. What are you going to do? Sad, man. Really sad. It's made me look at things differently, though. About myself. What? I should just want a bunch of people to figure out. I mean, when you pass away, if you were to pass away or something, man, what do you want to happen? Mm-hmm. So, you know, let them do whatever they want, and your family's all like, oh, no, no, fuck, you know? Or have it written down where you're like, I want this to happen. Yeah, fucking whatever. You're kind of feeling a little helpless about what no, I'm just what happened in the future. future. I mean, just what... I'm I talking mean, for myself. Or like right. my mom's right. getting old, you know. Like, fuck, man. He's the first one to die of the, his brothers and sisters. And they're all older. My family's kind of older than him. What are you going to do, man? Crazy. How can people get in touch with you if they um, want it? You have a GoFundMe account? Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate any donations for that, man. How it's does it, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? response on that, which has been really Is good just, too. But how helped. do they get in touch with you that way? Well, you can leave a message right there through GoFundMe. Really? It's just GoFundMe Frank Journey or something? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a link, actually. It's a celebration of Frank Journey. So, uh, I you send it to me I'll put that link out yeah but it's linked to his page and all that so okay so the GoFundMe account for his celebration come up and it's been such a great response with that I mean a lot of people um, I was going to read some of them I can't can't get organized like that but uh, it's been amazing actually how many people have donated and the positive things people have said about my dad so that yeah that it was very helpful in me being here. Made it possible. Kind of gives some weight to the other side. So that's cool. Justification somehow. Well, it's just kind of nice, man. The people, you know, care about like that. It's expensive to do that stuff too. How do you run there? Come in, you know, take care of all that stuff. Like, yeah. It's not inexpensive. I mean, fuck, man. Okay. Unexpected mm-hmm. expenses. You know, but... And Frank was the wealthy man. Everyone's been cool, you know. Frank didn't have, like, gold stored away anywhere. I've been looking for it, man. Like, (laughs) fuck, dude. No. Apparently not. (laughs) I haven't ripped, I haven't (laughs) cut the walls open yet in the house. I was thinking about, you know, I got everything out. I'm like, yeah, it's all done. It's nice, right? Makes you let it cool off for a minute. And then should I break some panels open? Oh, no. I don't think it would have been there. I don't think it would have been time. You got a metal detector? How long has it been there? Only like... Yeah, not that long. A year. But somebody had to move all that shit over there, dude. Hold on. GoFundMe account, Frank Turney, and you're also a musician, right? Yeah, that's How can people find your music? 
Well, you can find me at, let's see, uh, on Facebook, Pitbull1999 Music. All right, Nathan Turney. Pitbull. Thank you, man. It's been a lot of it's been good, man. We're going to pleasure. Come back on. Come back on when you come back around. Tell us, give us an update what's going on. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, man. All right, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And thank Mark for host, co-hosting. Definitely. Yeah. Sitting back no, there. Enjoyed it. You're a great uh, Ed McMahon. <laughs> Ho! Hey, thank you for joining us on Fallen North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Token. It's more just Yeah, right before I came up here, I had three dab hits and smoked two joints. Bad. That was downstairs. Where <laughs> you came up here? You may cut that part out. What? Part you oh, just... is that still on there? <laughs> oh, yeah, you better cut that out. <laughs> oh, it's still on. <laughs>